Good morning, my brothers and sisters in Christ, and good morning to those in the world that are not of Christ. I'm going to call this one, um, this episode, Liars Don't Go to Heaven. Now, I've experienced something recently which has been quite hurtful, to be honest, um, of someone who thinks they're a Christian, um, and because they were baptised as a baby, water baptisms in a Catholic church, um, that apparently they're going to heaven. Now, I tell people this, that you have been deceived. First of all, that's a ritual within a pagan church. The Catholic church, its origins come from paganism, and they brought the Christian side into the, their pagan church about 2,000 years ago. Now, people, they think Catholics, along with a lot of religious people, and let me just separate the fact that cr true Christianity, a disciple of Jesus, is not religious. Religion is around the Bible, right? So the Church of England, the Church of Scotland, the Church of Ireland, you know, it's a church, it's religious um, ceremonies, it's religious events, it's standards, it's principles, it's um, what you call the um, routines, it's, it's procedures, it's all religious around the Bible. And what they normally do is they'll read the Bible and then they'll take things from the Bible and say, right, this is how we're going to run my church. So some churches take a tithing, some churches don't. Some churches say it's mandatory, some don't. And the fact is a tithing is something that you give to your church if you feel impressed by the Spirit to do so. You don't need to do it. It's not mandatory. Uh, the Seventh Day Adventist Church, they believe it's mandatory. There's other churches that believe the same thing as well. So what I'm trying to get at is that just because you were born on this earth and you were born into a church building and you were baptised by some Catholic priest and for some reason you think you're going to heaven, I've got news for you, that's a lie, that you're not. Because Jesus himself was baptised as an adult and he himself in John 3, 5 says you must be born again of spirit and water. What does that mean is that you have to be born again. You as an adult have to give your life to God, you have to repent of your sin, and you have to come before him and acknowledge you're a sinner and need his help. And then if you're baptised in the spirit, the next stage is you're baptised in water. Now that's not just a physical thing, that is a spiritual thing, that's you physically taking yourself to water to give up your life for him. If these things don't happen, you don't get to heaven, right? Now John 3.16, for those who believe in the Son of God will have eternal life. The New Testament is in Greek, and if you read John 3.16 in Greek, it tells you for those who carry on believing will have eternal life. That means you've got to believe for the rest of your life, not just for that one day when you first came to the Lord. You've got to believe forever, and you've got to constantly walk after him. That's why Jesus says, follow me, follow me, follow me throughout the New Testament, because he's telling you to follow him. It's a free will act. You don't have to. You can just stay where you are, but you'll get lost and you'll be finished. Matthew 24, 13, those who endure to the end will be saved. But if you don't endure, you're not saved. You see, it's very clear stuff, but for some reason, people being what they are, stupid and dumb, and the Bible says people are stupid, Proverbs 12, and they're gullible, Proverbs 15. You know, they just think they listen to people. They don't read the Bible. They just listen to people's rubbish. And on Judgment Day, God will say, sorry, you had, don't stand there telling me that you didn't know what the Bible said, and don't stand there and tell me that, you didn't know what my standards were because you had the Bible in front of you. And being an English-speaking country, everyone in this country is educated. Everyone can read. And if you can't read, the Lord will get around that and help you read. You know, and the reason why I'm really emphasizing this because of what I've experienced recently has upset me a lot. Someone lied to my face. Someone literally lied. And the Lord has shown me many times, do you understand why now, Steve? I hate lies. 
They are disgusting. Proverbs 6, 16 to 19. There are six things God hates. And one of them six is a liar. And number seven is someone who sows discord within the church or the community. So someone who slags people off behind their back. Someone who goes around causing mayhem. Someone who gossips, who slanders, who, who talks behind people's backs. Right? You are abomination. You are the lowest of the low. You're next to a paedophile. You're next to a rapist. You are nothing. You are zero. Right? And if you don't repent of your sin, you are going to go to the deepest parts of hell. Liars are children of Satan. Jesus said that Satan's a liar. He's a father of lies. He's been telling lies from the beginning. So children who in this world who tell lies, you're children of Satan. You are walking after him. No Christian tells lies. This is what my heading is at the beginning. No Christian tells lies. You don't live in lies. I mean, don't get me wrong. I make mistakes as an evangelist, a Christian evangelist. I make mistakes on a daily basis, right? Because you're in sinful flesh and you're going to make mistakes. But when you're tempted to lie, that's not you being accidental. You're Then you have to think about it. And I've been faced many times to lie and I won't. I won't lie. So no Christian tells lies. But there are deceived people out there that think they're Christian because they belong to a church or because they were baptised in water as a baby, well, I've got news for you, pal. You're, in, you're very deceived. You're not going to heaven. You've been deceived massively, right? You will not go to heaven. Do you understand that? You are going to hell as we speak. If you died right now, you'll be in hell. End of. Hell is a prison. You'll be held there until judgment day. Simple as that. And you don't get out. The Catholics believe in purgatory, that you go there for a time to be tortured, and then you go to heaven. No, you can't work. Your, that's basically like working your sins off, basically. You go to purgatory, to be tortured for a time, and then you, you work off your bad deeds, and then you go to heaven. See, that's works-based salvation. That's what the Buddhists believe. That's what the um, Hindus believe. That's what Muslims believe. Works-based salvation. Through my works, I'm saved. No, through your works, you're condemned. Right? You can't earn your way to heaven. That's the end of it. And this particular individual, you know, the lies that has been told behind my back, it's a disgrace. And that person knows they've lied. But because they live under the false security of I'm a Catholic and I'm going to get saved and I'm going to go to heaven no matter what I do. See, what makes me laugh is the Calvinists, they're the breakaway version of the Catholics. So if you go back in history, there's a movement, Protestant movement, that broke away from the Catholic Church. And they're the Catholic, they're Calvinists, by the way. Calvinism, they call it. I call them the um, Calvinists. Um, okay, sorry, hang on. You've got the Catholicism and you've got Calvinism, right? And they believe that no matter what happens, you're going to go to heaven. Really? Where does it say that in Scripture? Because I don't remember reading that. When the whole of Scripture says that you can lose your salvation and you can be thrown out. Look at the uh, unforgiven servant in the book of Luke. Well, you, you're unforgiven. You, you, you're... you're, you're what you call the um, gift of life has been taken away from your power. Read it. He's a servant of Christ and he gets it all taken away from him. There's so many I can point to. And if you know your scripture, you know what I'm saying, right? If you belong to the Lord, in John 6, 4, 4, Jesus said, no one comes to me unless the Father sends them first. So unless the Father has sent you to the Son to be saved, you can't be saved. You, you just won't make it. You ain't going to get it. That's the end of it. The Father chooses who is saved. That's the end of it. And uh, the ones who are not saved is well, because he can't save them because of your free will. But, you know, there's a lot of people out there will argue this. Well, argue all you want, but the fact is, Scripture doesn't lie, does it? So, no believer who's walking with Jesus tells lies. You don't go out your way and betray people. You don't gossip behind people's backs because you know it's wrong, it's evil. You know, you might not like somebody, and if you don't like them, it's fine, but you don't go out your way causing mayhem, do you? 
No, that's what people do in the world who are liars, people who are evil, people who go out their way to hurt other people, and they think they're going to get away with. This is what gives me so much peace that where I live on my street, there are a few neighbours where one in particular who just does everything in lies. Everything is a lie. Everything is going out of his way to upset another person, right? Doesn't upset me, but you know when you look at this person, they think in their head that they're going to get away with it. The law will come down on this particular person at some point. And when it happens, it won't be enough. But guaranteed, and I promise you this, when that person sleeps for the last time, they're going straight to hell. And the ultimate punishment begins, and it doesn't end. That's the sad thing that really upsets me, is that I don't want to see anyone go to hell. Because hell is a place that you don't come out of. You know, the Bible talks about it in Revelation, the second death, that basically when you're in the lake of fire, mate, that's it, game over. Your spirit is cut off from the Father. There is no hope of getting out, you'll never get out. So imagine being in the worst place on earth, torment-wise, and you never get out. There's no hope of getting out, there's no hope of probation, there's no hope of getting out. You will not get out. You are trash. The Bible says you have perished. So the best example to give, if you get a bottle of water, a plastic bottle of water, you put water in it, right? It holds the water, yeah? Okay, great. So if you put a hole in the bottom, the water leaks out, the bottle's perished, but you can still hold the bottle, it's still a bottle, but it's now useless, it can't do anything. It can't do its job that it was intended to do. That's what God sees you as, you've perished, you're still a human being, you've still got flesh, you've still got bones and blood, but you're useless. And he throws you onto the skip, the tip. You are done, you're no good, you're so evil inside, you're so, your heart is so black, and so hardened, he can't help you. There's a point where, um, if you look in the book of Jeremiah, it talks about the potter's wheel. And anyone who makes clay pots will tell you two things. One is, it's not the potter that decides if the pot becomes a pot. It's down to the clay because of the consistency of the water, the mud, and so on. That's one part of it. But the second part of it, they'll tell you that when clay goes hard, there's a certain time when it's from a wet state and it goes to like a dry state, just before it goes hard, you can still save it and get it wet and bring it back to life. So bring it back to making a pot. But when it goes rock solid, you can't save it. You have to chuck it out. You cannot save it. You cannot wet it. You cannot do anything. And that's you. That's what that parable is talking about. There's a point where Lord will cut you off. You will be eternally cut off. You're finished. Because he cannot save you. Your heart is so black. This is Pharaoh in Exodus. God warned him and warned him and warned him and warned him. And in the end, he hardened his heart for him because he was such a wicked person. Free will. Everyone's got free will. But the Calvinists believe you don't. Well, of course you do. How many scriptures do I need to point out from the beginning to the end that you clearly have a free will to choose? That was one of the biggest acts of love that God gave us, the free will to choose between right and wrong. Well, the first biggest act was giving his son to die on the cross. And part of that is you having a free will. You know... There's so much acts of love in the Bible. I mean, God is warning you, warning you, warning you. He's a just, holy God, and he will bring punishment upon you. And liars, in my opinion, this person has lied to me. They've betrayed me. And to be betrayed, it's horrible feeling. And most of you out there will know what it's like to have someone betray you, someone who lie about you, to someone who's been dishonest, someone who doesn't like you anymore, instead of saying it to your face, because this individual said, oh, yeah, I'll say it like you. Well, do you? Because most of you who listen to me, you know exactly what I'm like. I'll say it straight to your face. I've got no problem with that. I don't care who I offend. Especially the woke left. I've got no interest. I'll tell you straight. You don't like it? Off you go. 
This person's not like that. It's just all talk. Gassing. That's all the people do now in the UK is gas, 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 gas. They can't back up anything they say anymore. Out of every single person I know, and I know a lot of people, right, I can probably say now there's probably two people on one hand that I trust or I can say that are actually honourable. The rest of the scum. And I mean that. And <clears throat> this particular individual I'm talking about is a brother in Christ I trust. He's a teacher. And he was standing there the other day and I'll read you what he told me that came out of his mouth and I thought, wow, that is impressive. So basically he was standing there and, and this came out of his mouth. God does not have to save any one of this generation in the Western church. That's what came out of his mouth. And it's true, he doesn't. Because as an evangelist, I'm not called to preach on the streets of England. I've got a big enough mouth and I make it right. I've never been called to do that. Mine is divine appointments one-on-one, -on -one, right? But I don't find them busy. And it's because we've got to the point now where when I go around, when I've been to churches, these churches are not following Jesus. They're incorporating the feel for the world, the LBGT movement, you know, whatever they want to get, LGBTQITSWXYZ. You know, they want to incorporate all this stuff. Excuse me, that was a phone call coming through. Um, they want to incorporate all these different names now. They're talking about now in churches bringing in these uh, uh, what's it called? These transgenders that teach kids. Are you being serious? Are you being serious? Right? Children, that's children are children. You're supposed to educate them, not pollute them with filth. They are children. You are born female, you are born male. That is the end of it. Like Putin said, like Trump said, it's child abuse what you're doing. And it's perfectly acceptable now in the UK and in Europe and in the West. That's how evil this country's become. And like I've said before, the United Nations actually want to legalise child abuse. This is what I'm talking about. Go back to the 1950s after the Second World War. And if you mention anything that's going on now, there, they would have literally crucified you. It would have been an abomination. A complete abomination. Oh, I'm disgusted beyond belief. But this has all been prophesied. This is what the Lord showed me in a vision. He said to me, Steve, I'm going to turn this country inside out, upside down. What is normal will be abnormal. Or what's abnormal will be normal. And it's going to get really bad. And it's happening right before my eyes all around the country. People are glued to the TV, believing all sorts. But behind the scenes, you see what's going on with migration, with all the stuff, with... The laws being changed, government doing what they want. Government don't even ask the people anymore in voting. That's what the voting's about. They just pass laws and do what they want. No one stands up to them anymore. It's all happening before my eyes. And it's going to get very bad. Very bad. So, the biggest thing for me on this one was, you know, it, it hurts you when someone lies to you. And they betray you. And you don't know why. And this person hasn't said to me, Steve, I don't want this, I don't want that, I'm not happy with this, I'm happy with that. They just lie. And they tell you a pack of lies. And they're dishonest behind your back. And you think, why are you like this? No human being that's a human being would do such things. This is what the Bible's talking about. When you're a born again believer, when you're walking with Jesus, you don't do these things. You don't act like a worldly person who's lost, who's walking in filth. You act like someone's new. That's what the blood does. That's what it means to be born again. You're literally born again in the spirit. There's a new spirit inside you. You change mentally. You change physically over time. You just become a different person. 
right? That's the evidence of someone who's born again. And the water baptism, which is part of what Jesus said must happen in John 3, 5, the book of John, chapter 3, verse 5, Jesus said must happen. That's you physically taking yourself to water to be baptised. You're giving up your old life to serve him now because you want to walk away from the wickedness you once were. But people don't want to do that. I've met these so-called Christians that say you don't need to do that. Do you know why they say that? Because they don't want to give their life to God. They don't want to die to their old selves. They want to carry on living in sin and think they're part of the team. Then I've got news for you, right? Then I'll just tell you this straight. If you think for one second that that's going to happen, if you think for one second that you're going to enjoy this world and live like everyone else does and go to heaven, you are very much mistaken, right? The best example I can give is like the basic training I did for the Royal Marines. The advert once was 99.9% need not apply. That means that 0.1% will get through. The rest of you are going to fail, right? It's the same in Christianity. Jesus said the path that leads unto life and few ever find it, right? Listen to what he's saying in Matthew. The path that leads to destruction is wide. The majority of people are going to hell because they're not prepared to repent. They're not prepared to walk after him. It means walking after him means giving up everything. It means even giving up your relatives, your family, because you have to, to follow him to get to eternal life. Eternal life, man, you just can't begin to imagine what it's going to be like. Paradise in, in eternity. You know, thinking about the most beautiful place on this earth. Right now, think about the most beautiful place on earth, say Tahiti, Bora Bora, right? And there's an exclusive party there. You can't, have any sin in you whatsoever. You can't be wicked, you can't swear, you can't curse, you've got to be in perfect health. You can't get in unless you're these things and much more. Well, that means everyone on earth right now is not going there. But when you're born again and you're covered by the blood of Jesus and you're following him, you'll get in. Complete peace, happiness, joy. All the food's organic. Everything's just perfect. True, honest, loving people. You know, genuine people. No falseness, no expectations from you. Not expecting you to be something that you're not. Oh, you know, I know someone who's a girl and she's or she's been through horrendous things in her life. And all she's been done is groomed by people who are alive to be a certain someone, to act a certain way. Well, that's not love. That's conforming someone to what you think is right. I accept her for her being her. I love her for her to be her, right? And every time she's around me, she feels amazing. You know... And that's the evidence. That's who a real believer is. Someone who accepts people for who they are, not what they expect them to be, right? And I feel complete at peace in my life. I don't care what anyone thinks of me. Not interested. All I care about is what my Lord thinks. So, as a believer, you don't tell lies. People who tell lies, who say they're Christians, I've got news for you. You're going to hell. You are children of Satan. You don't belong to Jesus. I don't care what the Catholic priest has said. I don't care what the Pope has said because you put them in front of me, I'll shut them down in five minutes with scripture. They, don't, they talk absolute rubbish what comes out of their mouth. Not every single one of them, the Lord has told me that. There are those in the world, especially in the older times, they were quite straight, a bit too legalistic, a bit too, a bit too rigid, but they meant well. In 2023, it's become too woke. They're few and far between now. But... I say to people this, if you want to get to heaven and you want eternal life, you listen to Jesus and you do what he tells you to do, right? You read the Bible and if you don't understand something, just say to yourself, Lord, in the name of Jesus, Father, in the name of Jesus, please, I don't understand what this means. Can you give me the understanding? And I promise you this, if you mean that, he'll give you the understanding there and then in your head. Don't care what language you speak, where you're from, he'll speak to you. Guaranteed. 
all this all this rubbish I don't understand. Well, ask. And Jesus said, if you ask, it will be given to you. All right? Ask and it will be given to you. Knock and the door will be opened to you. This is what he said in Matthew. Right? Ask. Ask the Father in the name of Jesus. Lord, I need help with this. I need understanding with this. He will tell you. Guaranteed. He's not there to condemn you. He's there to help you. But you will be condemned if you don't repent. It's as simple as that. So I made this podcast because I felt impressed to do it. No Christian tells lies. No Christian goes out their way to sin. You will commit sin. There's a difference between committing sin and living in sin. You live in sin, you're walking with Satan. You won't get to heaven. I promise you. Right? But you are going to commit sin. And when you do, you repent of it. And God gives you the strength. It says in the scriptures that God will take you to the edge of what you can withstand. The edge of, edge of, the edge of temptation. And he wants to see which way you turn. I've been tempted recently with many things. And I've always turned to the law. I've always turned to righteousness. Because I know what I'm capable of as a person. I know what destruction I could cause. The Lord has even told me and said to me, you are capable You are capable of utter destruction. What was the word he used? No, utter chaos. You are capable of utter chaos. And I thought, why that word utter? When you put it in Google, what it means, utter chaos. Phew, that's, I know what I'm capable of. But I want to glorify him. I don't want to take the law into my own hands. So... That's what a true believer is. And as a believer, in my experience, things get harder. They get harder in a way where, you know, at one point you could say the Lord had me on his reins, but he's kind of last November, I noticed he kind of pushed me right out to let me be completely free. A lot of, some of my old habits came back and I wasn't happy with that. And I said, Lord, what's going on here? And he said, it's okay. I just want to see which way you go. And it's funny because you kind of get some of your old feelings back and your old ways, but you just repent of it. Then you turn to him, you turn to him, you turn to him, and you're following him, you're following him, and you follow him. You see how easy it is for me just to turn away and go, no, nah, bollocks to this, I'm going to jump on a bike and go to Canada. Do you know how much I just want to jump on a plane right now and you know, land in Alaska and just forget the world? It'd be amazing. And I can do it. I'll do it in a heartbeat. But I know that I've got to stay here because I've got a job to do. And I'll be going home very shortly. Can't wait. So... I'm going to end it there. But the main part of this was at the beginning was about liars. People who are human beings and born again, they don't tell lies. You don't go out of your way. I mean, like I said, one particular neighbour on the street, you, the stuff that's come out of this person's mouth, you just, you just can't make it up. It's constant lies. And they've convinced themselves that what they're saying is true. You know, there's a guy I finished off in Germany during the Second World War. Um, what's his name? Vonderhoff. I think Vonderhoff or... He was a pastor during the Second World War. And if you type into YouTube, uh, Pastor Second World War, um, about stupid people, right? And it's like an animated thing. It's fantastic. And he talks about that stupid people are more dangerous than evil people. Because evil people can be reasoned with. Stupid people, you can't. And it talks about this in Proverbs 12 and 15, that stupid people, no matter what you say to them, they think they're right. No matter what you say, no matter what you do and how you try to get around it and mediate and compromise, they still believe they're right and you are wrong. That's a stupid person. You can't reason with people like that because they're so dumb, right? They, whatever, no matter what you say, they're right. And it's so clear in this day and age now, in 23, you know, when the Buddhists go on about evolution, right? And go about, oh, we're getting better and better and better. No, no, we're getting more stupid and more dumb by the minute. 
So your theory's crap, isn't it? It's like the scientists right now have gone back on everything they've said that they were completely wrong about the universe. Darwin's theory was a pile of rubbish. Yeah, because it's man's theory. I don't listen to theory. I listen to fact. And it's clear that the universe was created by God. Anyone would tell you that. The universe was created by a creator. I mean, come on. Yeah, and he only brought his son. And Jesus um, created the world, John 1, 1. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. Anyway, don't move on to that. So... It's clear, isn't it, right, what's going on around us, and it's disgusting, right, and human beings don't behave like this, like some of the loveliest people I've ever met in the world are the poorest people that have nothing, and we over here have everything, and look at what we've become, so, so just finish off, lies don't go to heaven, born again believers don't lie, no Christian, no one who's, and the word Christian means you follow Jesus. It's not a group of people. Like some Christians believe that Christians are better than the Jews. No, the Jews, God still loves. God loves the Jews. He loves the land of Israel, right? They're, they're sort of, their eyes are sort of blanked off at the moment. But when they come to know who the Tsar is, they are our family. The, the Christian brother and sister out there that's like the older brother and sister that's kind of sort of like, like a blindfolded, so to speak, right? They're the Jews, not Muslims. The Muslims are not brothers and sisters of, of um, Christians. And I've mentioned this before, right? They don't believe in what we believe. They don't believe Jesus was God. They don't believe he died on the cross. They don't believe he's buried. They don't believe he ascended to heaven. So therefore, he's not our brothers and sisters, are they? No, right? That covers that. The Jews are, right? And God loves the Jews. And a Christian is someone who follows Jesus. That's what Christian means. Christian is in Greek. It means you're following the way. You're following Jesus. Well, guess what? Liars don't follow Jesus, so you're not a Christian, are you? You know, anyone can wear the T-shirt. I notice there's so many Walter Mitty's out there in the world. Walter Mitty is someone who dreams, who thinks they are that personal thing, and they're not. You know, there's loads of fake soldiers out there in the world who think they were paras and Royal Marines and pilots. They wear the T-shirt, they wear the uniform, but when you get deep within them, they're fake. They're Walter Mitty's, and they're exposed, and then they run off. Well, that's the majority of Christianity, I'm afraid. When you actually challenge them, which I have, you challenge them, they don't like it. And they go upset and they run off. Yeah, because they're not real Christians. They think they're part of the team. If that convicts them and they repent and get right with all, hallelujah. But if they don't, they're off to hell with a non-believer anyway, because that's what they are. They don't believe. Anyway, right, we're going to end it there. Let me pray. Lord. I love you, Father, so much, Lord. I pray in Jesus' name for the people out there that tell lies, Lord, that they are children of Satan, Lord. I pray that they are convicted of their sin. I pray they're convicted to get right with you, Lord, because the consequences that wait for them, Father, when they sleep for the last time, Lord, is so catastrophic, Lord, and evil and horrible, Father. I don't want anyone to experience that, Father. But, Lord, you are a just, loving God, Father, and you will hand out justice on everyone on this earth, that everyone will answer to you for their wickedness. For every sin they've committed, Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus, Father, the Lord, whoever listens to this, be convicted. Repent to my Lord and be saved. And I'll see you in heaven, Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus, Father. Thank you, Lord. Amen.